Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hello, hello, healthy friends. Welcome back to this week's episode of The Healthy Life with me, Coach Ashley and Coach Monica. Hey. Hey, (laughs) y'all. So last week, we were talking about going back to school. And I will have you guys know a little update on that. It went well. My daughter and I got right out of bed. We've been doing really well every morning. So yay for us. That routine has kind of already stuck. And I hope it has with everybody else as well. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. Back to school time. We've been talking about that a lot in the member meetings that everyone is so stressed out about this back to school season. And we got this. Yeah, we do. We do. It's just something sometimes we have to get used to again, or if it's new to you completely, just something you have to start implementing. But we made it. Everybody else has made it. We're okay. <laughs> yes. And we just have to remember, summer's not over yet. We still right. haven't September. So just because we're in back to school season does not mean that we can't still have some summer fun on the weekends. Absolutely. Even though pumpkin spice season is already here, I can see that. <laughs> The restaurants and drive throughs pumpkin spices here. <laughs> I know. I wish I was a pumpkin spice person. I just don't like it, but I'm excited for everyone else who is happy to get their pumpkin cream cold brews. I will <laughs> gladly sit on the side and make my bourbon maple pecan cold brew at home. <laughs> I have that exact one. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> so good. It's so good. <laughs> So since we talked about um, going back to school last week, I thought it would be kind of cool. Like it got my mind thinking about just our routines in general. And routines are really what gets us through the day. I mean, for so many of us, like if your routine is disrupted, it throws you off course. I know it makes me feel like I'm off balance. And then if your whole day's off balance, if it's thrown off by your routine not being in line, then it might be causing you some stress. It can feel like complete and total chaos. And as we know, when we feel that way, if we feel overstressed, if we feel like things are chaotic, it can be triggering to quote unquote bad habits or older habits that maybe we've kicked. And um, I thought it would be really good to talk today about just establishing and even maintaining your routine um, because I think it's so important, especially in the world of health and wellness. A routine is so, so important. It's one of those key components or one of those stepping stones maybe part of your foundation that leads you to your goals. So with that, I wanted to ask you, Monica, do you have an established routine for yourself or is it variable? Is it flexible? Yeah. I mean, I do have an established routine. It is pretty flexible just because it depends on the day. It depends on if I'm traveling for work. Um, Usually when I get to around October, I'm traveling a lot for work. And so I have to adapt my routine as much as possible. But I stick to a general structure, waking up in the morning, immediately um, 
you know, doing my devotional or reading my book, whatever I'm doing that day, working really hard to stay off of social media for the first 30 minutes to an hour, just because I noticed that when I start my day with Instagram, Facebook, whatever the case may be, I'm automatically letting some of those negative feelings flood my judgment because I'm thinking, oh my goodness, that person's been up since 3 a.m. and I'm waking up at 7 a.m. So I really try my best not to do that in the morning. And then I do my makeup. I get my dog her breakfast and I immediately start going into my music for the morning to get my mood going and making my protein coffees on my Instagram. And as long as I hit those highlights in the morning, I know it's going to be a great day. From there, the rest of the day really depends on if I have a ton of meetings, if I need to work from home or from the office. But I work really hard to keep a basic structure of getting my coffee in, not starting the day with social media and taking some time for myself in the morning to really think about what all I want to accomplish that day. I think that's what's most important is setting out your list for the day. Absolutely. And I like that your morning routine includes kind of setting yourself up for the day. What exactly, like what are these main focuses that you would like to get done for the day? I love it. And I love that you mentioned coffee because a little side note, um, as many of you know, I run the blog for Healthy. And so I'm in charge of like um, picking out the topics and getting all that organized. And in my findings and Google research, I found that September 29th, I do believe is National Coffee Day. And I know I'm so excited about that. So it's got me thinking about coffee and whatnot. But um, that's just a fun little side note. Uh, But anyway, I just I feel like it's so nice how you have your setup for the day. I love the idea of not starting out with social media because I now that I think about it, I guess like when my eyes crack open, I do get on my phone and start checking emails, and then I kind of wander over to social media. And it was kind of my way of just like relaxing before I even get up. But I can see how that could, depending on who you follow, the content that you're looking at, um, I can see how that could kind of set up some negative thoughts or emotions for your day. So that's super interesting and a really good insight. It really is. And, you know, when it, it's not something that came to me easily. I, I'm someone like a lot of us, when I was trying to establish my routine, I was just living in this rat race. I was burnt out. I was working all the time. I didn't take any time for myself. Mm-hmm. I ended up taking a spontaneous week and a half off of work. And I stopped looking at my phone first thing in the morning. And by the time I got to day two, I realized that the first thing I did when I opened my eyes was check Slack, check my email, check my socials. And my morning automatically started off with me feeling anxious. I went a week and a half without doing those things. And I was able to breathe and just really take time to reflect. And I don't think a lot of us, a lot of us, our routine includes checking your email, your Slack, your kids' schedules, your husband's schedules, whoever, first thing in the morning. And that is not necessarily the best way to start off your day. Start off your day slow with some things that you need for yourself. And that really was a little bit of a game changer for me and my stress levels. Oh, I absolutely could be. I could so see that. And I I do think it's important to maybe start thinking about what you can incorporate in the morning, like you just said, something that you can do for yourself, just one small thing before you start to conquer the rest of the day for other people. Whatever that is for you, if it's just, you know, just to get up and wash your face first or mm-hmm. to get up and make your coffee with a quiet house or something. Um, that that's what one of my new favorite things is uh, when my oldest leaves for school in the morning. My young 
youngest is still in bed. So I can sit. This is becoming a new part of my routine <laughs> since we're talking about routines today. That's one of my favorite things right now for this last week is to send my oldest off to school. I go in the kitchen, I make my coffee, I keep most of the lights off except like one lamp and I just sit in the silence. Yes. And sometimes I'll pick up... I, I am an avid reader. I absolutely love reading. So I'll pick up my Kindle and I'll read for about half an hour or so until uh, my little one wakes up. And that has been a very calming way to start my day. Um, I've thought about trying to incorporate exercise super early like that in the morning. But right now for my mental state, just sitting there and not doing anything, not having to think about other things besides my book that I'm interested in. It's been wonderful. Yes. Oh my goodness. I love that. That's such a fun (laughs) routine. Silence can be powerful. Oh gosh. You have... Especially those of us who have kids or if we're just surrounded in a loud environment during the day, the drive home... When I was younger, consisted of blaring my favorite music. And these days, if I'm lucky and... Well... Lucky, but you know, parents, you know what I mean. If you uh-huh. have the opportunity to be in the car alone without kids, that absolute silence, <laughs> there's nothing like it. <laughs> Avoiding the overstimulation. <laughs> yes. Yeah, touched out everything. <laughs> mm-hmm. So talking about routines, I like I said before, I really wanted to kind of talk about the steps to establishing and even maintaining um, a healthy routine for you. And one of those first steps to doing that is consistency. Whatever your routine is, whatever you are wanting it to be, consistency is the key there. The only thing that is going to keep you going in this is to consistently be consistent. <laughs> yes. And it's it, it's not going to come easy at first. You're not going to be consistent um, 100% of the time. You are really going to have to adapt your routine over time. You start something and maybe you want to be a 4 a.m. workout person or you want to be a morning reader or you want to start your day without social media or your phone in general. It's going to take time. You're going to have to work at it over and over again. But I think that what most people need to realize is that When it comes to setting up your routine for the day, it actually starts the night before. Mm -hmm. Because while I do get up in the morning and I say, okay, I'm going to plan out what I'm doing today. I think about those things the night before, before I go to bed. I set out my workout clothes. I set out my work clothes if I can. I make sure that my laptop is where it needs to be. And I write or talk about in in my mind with myself because I'm my best friend in my head. (laughs) I talk about, okay, Monica, this is everything that you want to accomplish tomorrow. And in order to make that happen, you need to start your day at this time. So your routine doesn't just start when you open your eyes in the morning. It really starts the night before because preparation is going to help you remain consistent. Yeah, I, I completely understand what you're saying. And I guess I haven't thought about that before. But in order to be consistent, that could take some prep. That could take some planning. And if that means doing things the night before, packing lunches, setting out your clothes, you know, getting the laundry done, even if it's 10 p.m. And I'm saying that because we are guilty <laughs> of throwing in a load nine at night. But um, yeah, planning and prepping ahead of time to make sure that you are able to stay consistent for your routine is a huge added bonus of just being able to do that. Um, I read somewhere that regularity or consistency, it really helps create a sense of stability. And when you have that sense of stability in your life, it makes those healthy behaviors or these habits or routines, it makes them become you know, part of your second nature. After a while of being consistent, it can become something that you don't constantly have to actually think about doing. It's just something that you 
do. And that, you know, when you think about that, that overall, it it really adds to your routine. Yes. And if you think about it, um, we've been talking about this a lot in some of the meetings that I host. A lot of people have been thinking about trying the 75 easy. So just the simplified version of the 75 hard, which I'm sure most people out there, y'all have probably heard about it. If not, I suggest Googling it. But a lot of people keep asking, well, for everyone who's starting this, what is the purpose of doing 75 days of reading a book and working working out and following an eating plan. And the baseline of any challenge that you start, whether it's water, whether it's walking, is consistency. The challenge is there to give you a base level of consistency. Because if you do something over and over again, every single day for 75 days for this challenge, by the time it's over, you're not having to think about these things. It's second nature. They are a consistent part of your routine. And so a lot of people wait for a challenge to come along or you know, to join a group or to join a, a bet or something. But if you just start laying that out yourself and you say, okay, Monica, I'm going to for the next seven days, I'm going to wake up before 8 a.m. And you do it. You have already started to build a consistent routine and consistent habits to help you on your weight loss and wellness journey. Yes. And I love that. And that brings to mind those that you know go out to work and don't work from home. My husband, when he got a new job last March, um, he had to start getting up, gosh, it was like over an hour earlier than what he was used to. I think his alarm goes off at like 4.15 in the morning. Mm -hmm. And of course, for a while, that was really hard. But these days, he'll wake up like three minutes before his alarm every day. His body has established that routine. It's like, all right, we know it's time to get up. And that can go for almost anything in your life, not just setting an alarm, but for tracking your food, for replacing the sugary drinks with water, uh, for exercise, for anything. It can work for that. The more and the longer that you keep doing it, the the more consistency you have with it, the more it's going to become an easier part of your routine, like we said, um, and become second nature. And earlier, you had mentioned um, when I asked you about your personal routine, you mentioned that you were flexible with it. And I absolutely love that because that was one of my points I wanted to make today was being able to be flexible. Um, I think anybody who's any on any leg or part of their uh, weight loss journey will probably know that sometimes things just don't turn out as we wanted. Mm-hmm. Sometimes things are not going to be the same every single week, especially with our schedules. Um, and when you're able to stay flexible about these things, it's going to allow you to not be as stressed. If you're open and willing to accept that things happen. There are Mm -hmm. going to be roadblocks. There are going to be pop-up events. There are going to be parties. There are going to be whatever it is. Things are going to come into your way that might feel like a challenge or a roadblock. But if you just remember to stay flexible about your routine and about this journey, um, you know, it's just life is going to be um, unpredictable, you know? So being able to adjust that, it's going to be necessary for this so that you're not going to feel guilty. Yes. And and I know that a lot of people and and probably some of y'all that are listening to this, you are someone that you enjoy, you crave, you thrive off of routine. Maybe you even have alarms set in your phone of wake up, eat breakfast, take my supplements, do this, do that. And there is nothing wrong with that. But I think that we need to realize that there are going to be things that are out of our control and we have to be able to be fluid. And 
it's funny because after we talked about kind of back to school last week, I really took that and ran with that in some of our member meetings. And I think that some of y'all listening would appreciate this. I encourage everyone to treat your wellness journey like back to school. Because a lot of us used to get so excited about back to school time, picking out your new outfit, Mm -hmm. showing up with the cute pencil case, having the backpack and the new shoes. And, you know, maybe that wasn't you when you were younger. But if you went off to college and you thought about getting your syllabus and marking out all of the dates, when you were thinking about your wellness journey, think about it like you're getting your syllabus. Take out your calendar. You know what events are coming up. If you're a parent or if you're someone who's you know doing grad school or, or getting your bachelor's, take your important dates and add them on a calendar. Mm-hmm. And make sure you leave room for any flexibility. If you know, hey, we normally go out for Sally Sue's birthday. I don't know if we're doing it this year, but I'm going to pencil it in. Put everything that you can think of that is a major event, maybe even a minor event on your calendar and build your routine around these events. Know that, okay, when this comes up, I'm not going to be able to go on my morning walks because I'm going to be out of my environment. Mm -hmm. If we plan as much as possible, then we're able to be flexible in the other areas of our life, which really helps to establish our routine. Your routine is the framework. It's not the end all be all. And you have to be able to manipulate that as best as you can in order to move forward uh, with your journey. Yes. And and I love how those two goes, go together, planning ahead and being flexible because they really do. And that brings to mind anybody who has listened for a while knows I'm kind of a quote geek. I love my quotes and mantras. <laughs> and I found one, um, it was probably probably over a year ago that I absolutely loved and has stuck with me this entire time. And it is be stubborn about your goals, but flexible about your methods. And that, yes, that has stayed near and true to my heart for a long time because it's true. You want to be stubborn about what you want out of this life. You want to be stubborn about your goals. If you want it, you can achieve it. But you also have to be confident and open enough to realize... I may have to change the way that I get there. Um, it's kind of like math. I don't know about the whole common core stuff these days, <laughs> but I know when I was in school, sometimes there was more than one way of getting an answer. Sometimes there were two or three different ways of working out a problem to still get the same answer. Yes. And you can apply that to this process as well. Just again, just being open and flexible as much as you possibly can and realize, okay, this way isn't going to work for me. It's just not how it's going to happen. So what can I do differently now? How can I change this up to get there? Yes, that's important. And that's why there are so many different plans on healthy because you don't have to stick. And I know you've talked about, you've tried, you've tried them almost all of them, if not all of them. You have to try different things to figure out what works for you. Because when you get your nutrition under control, when you get your mindset under control, then you can add some flexibility into your diet, into your routine, into your way of living. You can, right? Now, next, what about your goals? Setting realistic goals. We have talked about that kind of before, but not in the way of talking about your routines. If you are able to set achievable and like actually physically measurable goals that are really specific to you, and you work bigger, you work towards the bigger ones, but break them into smaller ones, that can lead you into this routine. If you get what do you understand what I'm saying? If you break them up into these smaller bits, it's going to work into 
your routine better. Because if you've got this overall bigger picture in your head, sometimes mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to visualize how am I going to work that into my routine when this seems kind of so big and unmeasurable. So if we break it down smaller, give you know, give yourself these little step-by-step things to fit into your routine better. Yes. And I knew exactly where you're going with that because we just talked about that in, in a member meeting the other day. You know, someone said, I don't know how to set goals. And I said, what do you mean? You don't know how to set goals. You know what you want to accomplish, whether that's I want to lose 50 pounds. I want to be able to move my body. I want to be able to walk into a room and feel confident. Okay, you know what you want to achieve. Now, what we need to think about is how am I going to achieve it? If you want to lose 50 pounds, you know you can't lose 50 pounds all at once. So that's going to start with the food that you're eating. Okay, you need to incorporate some balanced nutrition. Okay, once you get that going and you start losing the weight, now you're able to move your body a little bit more because that's easier. So the next goal you're going to set for yourself is I want to get some movement in. I know I can't go to the gym and do 45 minutes. I'm not Mm -hmm. there yet. Let me look into some chair exercises. And if that's the case, what steps do I need to take? When it comes to creating your goals and establishing your routine, all you're doing is taking your goals working them backwards and figuring out how you need to achieve it and adding things day by day into your routine. Today, I'm going to start drinking my water. Tomorrow, I'm going to start increasing my fiber, increasing my protein. The next day, I'm going to start moving. Those are all goals that are established through your routines and your healthy habits. They go hand in hand, mm-hmm. two sides of the same coin. You are so right. And I, I love that you mentioned that because that's not anything that I would have ever thought in the beginning of my journey. I never would have realized cutting out the sugary sodas and stuff and drinking way more water than I'd ever been used to. Like I never would have realized that that was a goal or a milestone that I had reached. Um, even just like simple, but yet not simple things, you know, especially even just when you think about meals, replacing higher fat content foods with much lower fat, more whole foods. You know, that's another goal or milestone. Things that you just wouldn't normally think about being a goal, like start thinking about those. And like you said, writing them down, start putting them, even if it's just one at a time into your daily routine to make it a habit. And you would be so surprised when you take a look at it as a whole later on and say, wow, like look at all these one, all these goals that I have already reached. Absolutely. And I, and I feel like so often our goals are just, I want to lose weight. I want to lose 10, 15, 20, 30, whatever the pounds are. But we don't think about the other goals that go along with it. I want to be happy. Yes. I want to be confident. I want to be able to drink less Dr. Pepper. Those are all goals, like you said. And we should celebrate every single milestone, everything, not just celebrating the weight loss. Celebrate everything that comes along with that. Because when you first start your journey, you don't just start eating all the fruits and vegetables in the world. Whether they're zero bites or not, that's not what we're doing. Let's be honest with ourselves. Sometimes you have to baby step it. Okay, I don't know how to get my protein in. I'm going to use some of these meal replacement shakes. And if that's what you need to do to get yourself to that first goal, that's fine. But once you reach that and you understand how much protein your body needs or how much fiber or how much fat, then you figure out, okay, I'm getting this much protein in with my meal replacement shakes. Now, how do I transition over to whole foods and more of a balanced nutrition approach? You just have to take it, like you said, 
from all different angles, not everyone's journey is going to be the same. No, you're exactly right. It's not It's not going to look the same for me as it is for you. And that's the beauty of it. We don't have to follow somebody else's routine. We want to follow our own routine because the point in all of this is to make it livable. The point is to make it joyful for you and and achievable and attainable and something that you can maintain. Um, you know, I've said it before and I'll say it a million times after this. If you don't enjoy it, you are not probably not going to continue it. So the things that you are figuring out to build into your routine, you have to make sure that they're actually sustainable, ones that you are going to continue with. Otherwise, it's almost a waste of time, you know? Yes. And you don't want to waste your time because time is precious oh. and we already don't have enough of it. It's <laughs> <laughs> so right. You are so right. Now, what about if you feel like your routine isn't working? If you feel stuck in this journey, maybe it's time to sit back, reflect, and adjust. Um, I know I can't remember how many weeks ago it was. It was really recent. You guys had a member meeting on like progress and goal adjustment. And I think that is super important to be able to sit back and look, take a look at what you've done so far. What have you achieved? scale or non-scale, what have you done so far? And really, just like you said, celebrate that progress and everything that you've done. And then kind of take a little bit look forward. What isn't working for you right now? And what can you change for the future? What can you adjust? Because if you're regularly working... Gosh, I get tongue-tied on that word. (laughs) (laughs) If you are regularly assessing your routine, maybe it's effectiveness in your life... It's going to allow you to identify what's working well, what's not working well, and what can you change to progress forward towards your goals. And I used to be someone that always had this mindset when I first started my journey of, I'm going to continue to look forward and I'm never going to turn backwards because the past is where the pain lived. But as I got further along, I realized that sometimes you need to turn around and see how far you've come in order to know where you're going. And it's because, like you said, we need to evaluate what worked and what didn't work. And we talked about this a few episodes ago, and it could have even been last week that, you know, we shouldn't have fear and failure because those are lessons. And when we turn around and we see, okay, last month I set all of these crazy goals. I wanted to go to the gym 10 times that month. I wanted to drink over a gallon of water every single day. And I was going to eat super clean. I wasn't going to go out and get any fast food. And if you only achieve 25% of those goals, but the next month you just erase them and start over with new goals, you actually didn't learn anything. You should be auditing your goals week by week, month by month to see what do I need to change? What do I need to bring forward? What do I need to leave in the past? And we can't do that if we're not checking in and figuring out where do we need to change and adapt? We're just constantly trying to evolve, which is great. We should evolve as humans, as people, but we also need to take the things that we learn and apply that to our next set of goals. And a lot of us don't do that. And that can be a hard thing to grasp, I think, um, is this whole learning and and implementing thing. Like you said, I mean, if you're not taking what you're actually learning and using it to your advantage to change things, well, then things are never going to change. I'll give you an example. Last, I cannot believe, guys, I cannot believe we're entering September. (laughs) Last October, it's almost been a year, guys. Last October, I had set a goal for myself that I was going to close. I have an Apple Watch. I was going to close my rings every day. And that's different for everybody because you can change the amount of calories burned that your goal is and um, your 
your miles, whatever, all that. You can completely customize that. What's important is, is that I had set a goal for myself to close my personal rings every day. And I did that for the month of October. And by the month of November, I was burnt out, y'all. I was done. I, <laughs> I realized that trying to move this much every single day and work out every seven days a week, all month long, it wasn't for me. I was so done. And I had quit until January of this year. And in January, I realized, okay, doing this seven days a week is not for me. It's not sustainable. It is not something that I'm going to be able to commit to every single day. I have kids. I have a life. My daughter plays sports. You know, We have all this stuff going on. I'm just not going to be able to do it. But what I can do is give myself a few days out of the week. Yeah. So I looked at this progress that I've done. I looked back and said, okay, I know I can do these things. I just also know that I can't do it this many times throughout the week. Mm-hmm. And what I did was, okay, three days a week at least, five Five days at most. And I can promise you, I've rarely ever reached five days a week. (laughs) But the important thing is, is I have been almost consistently with the exception of a few weeks here and there, um, hit those move goals because I adjusted my goals. And I feel so accomplished regardless if I was doing it seven days a week back then or only three days a week now. The fact that I set those goals and I am reaching them for the most part, Mm -hmm. it still feels amazing. It shouldn't allow you to feel like you're a failure that you aren't doing as much as you could just because you changed your goals. Changing your goals is more than okay to fit your lifestyle. Yes. And you said something um, at the beginning. You said, I started to feel burnt out when I was doing this. And that is something that is very important to note. When it comes to establishing a healthy routine, your routine should not stress you out. Mm -hmm. The routine is there to help you get through your day, to help you get through your tasks, to make sure that you're staying on top of your wellness, to make sure you're staying on top of your work-life balance, your family life balance, whatever the case may be, your routine should not stress you out. And if the healthy routine that you have created is stressing you out, it is not the routine for you. It is not sustainable. And you are going to most likely give up on it in the next month or so. Mm -hmm. You should have a routine that integrates. I want to say seamless, but again, when you start your routine, there's going to be a little bit of a learning curve. But once you get everything under your belt, your routine should be seamless. It should just be like second nature. And so for those of y'all that are listening to this that are thinking, you know what? I do have a routine right now, but my routine is stressing me out to the max. (laughs) It is time to sit down and audit What can you remove? What can you add? Or just do you need to make a little bit of a tweak? It should be something that you wake up in the morning and you are so excited to have another day of being consistent to work towards the version of you that you want to become. It shouldn't be that you wake up and you're like, oh, here we go again. Got to (laughs) go to the gym. I need to eat my meal prep. You shouldn't be feeling that way about your healthy routine because it's not going to last. That beautiful. That's exactly what I was going to say. You should feel excited to take on this new day with this routine. And I did want to add a little tidbit there. I think it's okay for your routine to push you a little bit. It's okay to push yourself a little bit in a healthy way. If mentally, emotionally, you are okay and feeling okay with this push because we all kind of need that that motivation, that inspiration. Mm-hmm. It needs to come from somewhere. And if we have to push ourselves a little bit to get there so that that motivation breeds you know, doing and whatnot, um, that is more than okay. But it's like when you said, if it is just completely overstressing you, it's taking over your life, 
then you need to pause and reflect, rewind. Let's sit down and think about this. You either one-on-one with ourselves, talk it out with a friend, whatever it may be, Mm -hmm. adjust that. And remember, of course, be flexible about it as well. That's the key there. Flexibility. This is a lifestyle and we're going to be doing this for forever. And so even if you have a routine that's working for you now, it might not work for you in a month or two. And as we're talking, as we've been talking about this routine today, I started thinking about the fact that a lot of people are probably thinking, well, I've been off of my routine because I had no routine during the summer. But if you think about it, a lot of us have established summer routines, especially if you're someone, maybe you're a teacher or something like that, a job that you don't necessarily have to do during the summer. Um, or your work slows down during the summer in general, you have established a routine. Your routine is that you get to live life on a slower pace. <laughs> yes. and you get to wake up and maybe have your coffee at 10 a.m. instead of 7 a.m. as you're rushing out the door. And you get to watch TV a little bit longer at night instead of wrapping it up because you have to get up early in the morning. You have established some form of a summer routine and it is okay to have that adjustment period as you transition back into a little bit more rigorous waking up at seven, waking up at six, getting in the car, packing the lunches, sending the kids off to school, sitting in more meetings, sitting in traffic. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> we had a slower summer routine and now you're having to figure out how to ramp it back up. And so if you're thinking, I haven't had to deal with the routine all summer and now I'm being thrown into this. That's not the case. Your routine just looked a little bit different, which proves that you can be flexible because you do a different routine as the seasons change. It's just time for that change to come upon right now. That's so true. And if you just take that moment to sit there and think about it, man, I did have that routine. Like you said, it was just slower or it was easier or it was more fun than it is yes. coming up. But either way, it was still a routine. And then you just have to adapt yourself to this new one. So guys, I got to say this episode has been one of my most favorite ones. I think it was really fun to dig deep in it. And if you take away anything from today, just remember consistency is key. Be consistent with yourself to establish that routine. Stay flexible and plan ahead because as we know, things will always be thrown at us because what is life if it wasn't for (laughs) setbacks and things being thrown at us? (laughs) Yeah, And just be sure to set realistic goals for yourself and take that time to reflect and adjust if you need to. Thank you so much for joining me again today, Monica. It's been so fun with you. I just, I love how these conversations are going. And I think that the listeners are going to be taking away so much from what you and I have to say, um, especially because we do love to talk. (laughs) We do. Y'all, our episodes would be an hour long if we could. We just love... There's just so much to cover. There really is. And I promise we will try to cover it all as long as it (laughs) takes. (laughs) With that, everyone, thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.